We're so much better when we don't have those other slackers. It's so much easier to count things when I don't have Jesse and Jack complaining in my ear. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm hungry. Is it over yet? <laughs> Will Smith was planning on doing the slap. That was that was Jack's conspiracy theory. He's been backed up by Smash Mouth, some some real experts. I just want to, yeah. I mean, it takes a lot of gall, I'll say, to at this point be like, I think that was staged. Still, like <laughs> it was staged, but they removed it. But they knew it wouldn't get removed everywhere, so they knew it would leak out. Yeah. Like, all right, come on, guys. Yeah. And the million op-eds that were written about it in 24 hours, they all are just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, yeah, everyone who's commented on it, no one's seeing what you're seeing, you know. We got we to gotta consider that maybe it's like manufacturing consent, you know, that the, the official line is it was real. Uh, and if you, if you go against that line, you're going to get ostracized from the, the music journalism and uh, movie journalism communities. Yeah, I will say that I was actually encouraged by, so there was a lot of discourse and I consumed a lot of that uh, by obsessively scrolling through Twitter and Reddit after it happened. Helpful. Yeah, I'm sure you got a lot of really really good takes. But I mean, there definitely were some, some people had hot takes that, you know, well, really Chris Rock's language was violent. So (laughs) I think the joke was just bad. That's my ultimate take. This is not a very funny joke. It's just stupid. I I heard that there were videos going around of Will Smith at like the Oscars after parties. Right. Like, and like dancing to his yeah, own Yeah, and rapping. And like on one hand, it's like you could be like that guy is just like oblivious to the fact that like or I think on the other hand, <laughs> it's like this really sad image of like I have nothing left except these things that I did when I was like 20 years younger. Wow, that's a dark way to go. <laughs> that's what I've been... You're really getting into the psychology. That's what I've been spending the, the last couple of days thinking about. <laughs> I thought about like just going for it like off the top of my head because I didn't have anything like that. Hey! Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Right. How far? How far can I get? Okay, I'm gonna try. Hey, this is bad wallpaper. Bad. No, you already messed it up. Okay. (laughs) Hey, welcome to the show. We're bad wallpaper. We've got a plan to create an album in one year by writing some music every week. We'll take our favorites, expand them into full songs, and then record our album at the end of the year. You can follow along on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. And please, if you're enjoying the show, subscribe and give us a review. Follow us on Twitter at bad underscore wallpaper and on Instagram at bad.wallpaper.band. Jake, how was your week? Pretty good. Pretty normal. Uh, been a little, little busy, a little uh, under the weather, but you know, I'm powering through. I'm staying alive. It's been, uh, been a long one. What's up with you, man? You know... I was, <laughs> I think things have been okay. I think it's maybe an effect <laughs> of parenthood or getting older or okay. copious alcohol consumption. But like, okay, I was, multiple people have asked me this week as small talk, like at work and stuff, how was your weekend? And 
I tried to think like, what did I do this weekend? <laughs> and yeah. Saturday was a blank. Like I can't really <laughs> remember. Like I know I watched a soccer game and a basketball game. So you're telling me you were like blacked out but I wasn't. from like morning to... No, like I think it just <laughs> happened and I just did my thing. Yeah. And it wasn't super notable and I don't remember it. And is that yeah. worse? Kind of. No, I think that's okay. I think, I think, you know, we're at the point in our lives where we've had so many days. We only have so many more to go. We're getting yeah. old. So the uh, thing I <laughs> every day is not an you know not necessarily like uh, that in- important yeah. or interesting. The, the the one thing that I could remember about my weekend was that uh, I did some yard work. So that's okay. <laughs> that's how I've been selling. How was your weekend? Oh, it was good. I uh, yeah, you kind of hike up your tucked in jeans. <laughs> so you're like, oh yeah, I got some yard work done. Nah, even worse, I put on track pants. <laughs> <laughs> Not you're going to work these days. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 what that's what yard work. Uh, it's my yard work attire. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, I got your, your New Balances and all. That. <laughs> I can. I mean, I'm actually kind of excited about it. the The big part, like, what was the big chore with the yard work was we have this sweet gum tree which drops what we call spiky balls. <laughs> Um. Sure. It, yeah. That's the scientific Anyone in the word for it. Midwest actually. definitely knows about. I. I. Or wherever. I assume these trees are everywhere, but they're. They're probably yeah, invasive. They're kind of the worst because they produce literally millions of these stupid spiky balls that are like painful. Like they get really <laughs> hard and they're spiky. <laughs> That's right. It, it's like a Mario yeah, obstacle. You're like, I don't want to deal yeah, with this in my backyard. And, now I have one of those trees in my backyard. And so what do you do? I mean, you can rake them, but uh, it's impossible to get all of them by raking them. And you can pick them up by hand, but that's annoying. So guess what I bought? What'd you buy? I bought a yard vacuum. <laughs> what? Yep. I did not know yeah, that. Was I didn't either. Thing, it so. kind of was an impulsive buy. The... Did it work? Mm, it it's it's a new part of my arsenal in the war against spiky balls. <laughs> it it's still most effective to do a general like rake, get most of them up, and then, uh, then I can go through with this yard vacuum and suck up the ones that were stubborn and left behind, and that gets I would say ninety five percent. So unfortunately, sure. there's still five percent of these stupid things out there. Our our uh, L, my wife and I have talked, and our next plan of action is as soon as our daughter gets old enough, just kill it. <laughs> to uh, just tell her we'll give her like a quarter for every spiky ball she can find, and uh, uh, you'll be out of a lot of money. Yeah, we'll be out of money, but also we'll be out of a lot of spiky balls, which you know. Uh, it's kind of worth it and you know let her just go to town like that's like an hour you know of i'm just saying like uh, i get a nickel for turning in like pepsi cans i think a nickel for spiky ball is a little better of a Mm. rate for you and i think you'd get away with it what's that child gonna do with fifty (laughs) dollars 
I mean, with with inflation as it is, you know what? Your kid walking out with that kind of yeah, got yeah. <laughs> a pocket change. Yeah, though. we got to yeah. save money for when she starts losing teeth because the the tooth fairy these days, you know, they're charging like twenty bucks. Twenty doing bucks like a, a tooth. Seinfeld joke? <laughs> <laughs> What's the deal with inflation? <laughs> the tooth fairy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, uh, we got a little music news. I think this happened like right after we recorded uh, mm. last week, but uh rest in peace to Taylor Hawkins, the drummer for the Foo Fighters. Uh I, I think the Foo Fighters when I was in like high school were were like my favorite band ever. And I mean, some of their some of their songs hold up as like just fantastic rock songs and I remember seeing them live and Taylor Hawkins was such a big performer and a important member of a band and it's been settled a million times, but the drummer of the band with Dave Grohl in it is a hard role to play and he played it perfectly. So uh, rest in peace. Yeah. I definitely would say he was next to Dave Grohl, the second like leading man in that band. Like, so I've yeah. seen them live like three times uh twice at their own put like self-produced music festival cal jam and uh i mean he was such a big part of their show like you know he was the only other one that really like talked you know on the mic and did banter and uh seemingly you know like had his own like creative input on the band um outside of just you know dave Grohl. so um for sure yeah and i mean i just read they canceled their entire like world tour you know what did they do and i mean dave Grohl, like the second band member you know that has tragically passed away that he's had to deal with like what does that do you know I haven't thought about that. Yeah, because like another one of his like yeah closest friends and bandmates that he lost. That's yeah Yeah. heartbreaking. I heard. Well, I haven't seen it yet, but uh, they made a movie, um, Mm -hmm. and it looked really entertaining. Kind of a mix of like Tenacious D and The Pick of Destiny, and like um like you know a music concert film. I mean, it's yeah. I don't know. Oh, I don't yeah. I don't actually know like what it's like like what the movie's really like but <laughs> I don't actually know anything about it's this. Ca- well, it really it's out. like a genre like like slasher film but also like tongue in cheek mm. like music film. But yeah, I mean uh Taylor Hawkins obviously is a big part of that movie and uh it's just going to really like change the context of seeing that. Um I think most people probably haven't got the chance to see it yet, you know. So um Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's crazy that he's like one of the younger people of like, you know, I, I remember growing up knowing who he was as like a musician, you know, and not even a, like he was one of the few people from like our time, like who you knew that wasn't, yeah, like a front yeah. man for a band, uh, you know, similar to like a Lars Ulrich Metallica, or, you know, a John Bonham. I mean, he's like, there's not that many drummers that you're like, oh, yeah, I know the drummer of that band. Yeah. And he was he had reached that status over the the decades of playing for like one of the biggest bands in the world. Yeah. So yeah. He, my my wife, who's pretty much not a major like music follower, was like, "That's the guy that's like has a big picture on the window of the guitar center, right?" And yeah, 
Yep, he was. I didn't even know that. <laughs> that makes sense. Like, the guitar fair. centers around here, at least, like, yeah, huge, like, action <laughs> shot of uh, Taylor Hawkins going to town. Um, yeah, man. It sucks. Yeah. I, the, the one takeaway I remember at, uh, one of the shows I saw them at, he did a, like, kind of a Freddie Mercury, like, tribute by doing the similar, like, live, uh, well, live aid routine that Freddie Mercury did where he would, like, get call and response with the audience by doing these, like, vocal runs and stuff. And, oh, um, yeah. It just was, like, really fun. And, like, yeah, that I feel like that was the, a good way of summing up, like, his role like he he like connected with you at that level like and it was yeah he'll be missed a hundred million percent well after all that chipper talk uh let's let's move on to some of the the music we've been listening to uh i know both of us have been listening to a few of the new albums that came out in the last week or so um yeah uh what do you want to go first what do you you want to do jake yeah i'll go first i i think uh i wanted to talk a little bit about soul glow because i know you haven't listened to this yet jared but uh as we're recording i think it was today that uh they got their best new music review distinction from pitchfork uh for their new album diaspora problems but uh i i'd heard a couple of the singles off of this and i was i was checking it out friday when it came out and i was like man this is like a mind-blowing record like just so like aggressive at certain times and so like thoughtful and you know uh emotional at times and and just a really 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 dynamic album and yeah i i i feel like it reminds me of like turnstile like when turnstiles glow on came out last year it like kicked me in the chest the first time i listened to it and it, it became this like kind of breakout phenomenon seems like soul glow is getting a lot of hype off this album and, and you love to see you know a, a kind of hardcore uh fusion band where they're they're just going crazy on all their tracks and doing all these crazy live shows and uh hopeful that you know they they get a lot of good buzz off this uh fantastic album uh hoping you check it out soon and, and tell us all about it yeah <laughs> your experience yeah soul glow so does that i wonder if glow on by turnstile was like a reference you know like <laughs> who knows who knows so soul glow it's like soul like s-o-u-l glow g-l-o i will definitely check it out and the re like so i say that a lot and that's because you <laughs> end up being on the like bleeding edge of <laughs> the music that we listen to i feel like a lot a lot of times you That's right. you're the one who turns me on to stuff and um uh <laughs> well i think late like once we, we when we get to the respiration we'll talk about that a little more in depth uh but uh also car 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 which one is it which one is it hard to say all right philly band philly band uh let's go Kara Kara. Let's go with that. I'll go, I'll go with uh, that too. <laughs> you also like sent sent a couple of their like EP like releases. Um they to me like when I first heard them I was like, "Oh, this sounds like like a worship band that <laughs> uh deconstructed 
and just <laughs> decided they wanted to make act, you know, real good music. <laughs> um, the funny thing is, I mean, who knows how accurate that is? I was reading into some of their lyrics, maybe a little too much, but yeah, maybe you were projecting a little. The way bit. Pitchfork described them when they reviewed their album, which which got a like a, a very respectful mid sevens review, uh, um, but. The, <laughs> Pitchfork described them as the the backside of a '90s post grunge album, like Matchbook Twenty. <laughs> um, and I kind of, I can kind of see that, but I, I, I definitely get the like the '90s alt rock vibes. Yeah. Uh, but they have like a lot of like you know recent like emo revival roots as well. They, they've got a lot of really good like pop rock sensibilities, and I think. You know, it's easy to just say like, "Oh yeah, that's like '90s rock." But I think as that album goes, it, you're, you you kind of start off thinking like, "Oh, this is reminiscent of that kind of era." But I, I feel like by the end of it, you're fully on the wavelength of the album, and it, it takes you in some really cool directions. For sure, I highly recommend it. I really enjoyed it. Um, an album that I was more soft on. Uh, Hold on, what was the name of that album, Jaron? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> New preoccupations. I had to look that's it up. That's what well. it is. I, I new preoccupations, which is funny because isn't aren't preoccupations? That's another band, or I don't know. Probably, it, I, if not, yeah. That's that's what like got me confused because I was like, wait, isn't that a band? No, but yeah. Okay, so Kara Kara, new preoccupations. Give it a listen. It's good. Uh, another new album that came out this week. Um, that we were both excited to check out because it was it had a lot of hype was the new destroyer album yeah labyrinthitis labyrinthitis uh that one's just hard to say in is. general um so yeah destroyers i mean i've been aware of them for a while i've listened to their <laughs> albums that have come out and they they always kind of leave me the same with the same feeling of like wow the production on that was like super interesting I mean, it. I didn't really like. It didn't like do much for me, but like I can acknowledge that it was interesting, and I'd never really heard much like it. And then, yeah. the the vocal delivery is so poetic. It's almost like yeah. poetry in like spoken word. But it, I mean, it's hard to describe really the you know the that artist's voice. But it's super distinct. But also, yeah, doesn't really do that much for me. <laughs> I get that. No, like I, I remember like when Kaput came out when like 2010, 2011, I tracked out like the first track and I was like, eh, it doesn't really do anything for me. And I mean, I was in high school. I listened to Labyrinthitis and I liked it. I thought it was really good and, and catchy and groovy. Uh, but it's, it feels more like ethereal, you know, like it, it, there's nothing about it that's like, you know, post rock or something, but like there's a lot of space in the songs and like with that spoken word kind of delivery yeah, it it feels like a dream almost and it depends on my mood i honestly think like i went back and listened to kaput later in life and thought it was really good i liked labyrinthitis on my first listen but i gotta be in the right mood i, I totally agree yeah it I, it's similar to me as like a film in an album where you watch it yeah. you appreciate it or you listen to it you appreciate it and there isn't much of a draw to come back to it, except maybe, you know, after a long time to reevaluate it. Mm -hmm. Um, which is fine. Uh, 
and I, there's really moving, like impactful albums that are like that for me. Uh, it doesn't necessarily need to be something that's hook, like catchy, hooky. You want to listen to it over and over again. So yeah, yeah, definitely. there needs to be room for it, that. Yeah, I, I have a hard time. I have a hard time identifying like a single song on that album that like I I click with and can remember exactly. I, but I remember little bits and pieces, and I remember little production twinkles. And when I went back and listened to it a second time, I was like, wow. Yeah, I remember that. That was like a really like cool thing they did. But yeah, it might not be like a hook that I specifically uh, like have ingrained in my brain. Yeah, good stuff. Good All right, stuff. You had, yeah, I think you had, you had another thing you wanted to talk about before we get into our <laughs> what, I, I have never heard of this band. I was thinking of saving it, but because uh, oh, we, you're gonna you're gonna you can put it in your back. I mean, pocket. we got That's a lot fine. of we got a lot we had a lot of good music to talk about this week. But you know what? We we are now a music focus podcast yeah no more more of this nonsense you may have came here you may have got hooked (laughs) by our incessant off topic just gibbering jabbering but now it's all music it's all serious talk (laughs) nothing else (laughs) we are we have obviously kept this very serious zero zero jokes or off color (laughs) comments we're we're trying to keep this uh, like you know NPR, uh, <laughs> yeah, just straight music review. Yeah, Jake, I love you. GI Jane too. Can't wait to see it. I will murder you. <laughs> I will kill your whole family. I think that's a bit of an overreaction. <laughs> <laughs> well, you shouldn't have said that. All right. Uh. <laughs> So another band that I discovered this week, thanks to our wonderful sponsor, Spotify's um, algorithm. Not our sponsor. (laughs) If we say it enough, maybe it'll happen. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think I was listening to Wednesday. So Wednesday released a covers album. I won't go into that too much. It was okay. But I mean, it's a covers album. I liked it. Um, Really interesting song choice for a covers album, for sure. Uh, I don't think I knew a single song on it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, after that played, uh, this other band started playing as like a, you know, continuing the vibe. And uh, they're, uh, I believe, a San Francisco Bay Area band, Tanuki-chan. Tanuki-chan. And their album, Sundays. Uh, yeah. And I, I mean, the things that struck me, the guitar tone choices super heavy <laughs> like a dark super distorted uh fuzzy uh drony kind of kind of tone um but applied in a way that actually is like uh sparse indie like kind of bright actually and i mean part of that is the the singer's voice like when she kicks in um offsets that like vibe that she sets uh it's it's hard to describe i mean it's it's similar dream poppy i would say like shoegazy like the same kind of things that you know (laughs) we talk about a lot because those are the things that i (laughs) really vibe with yeah (laughs) um there's a couple riffs that just like the way they're applied like they're they're not complicated they're somewhat simplistic but they're like super effective um I was really impressed, uh, especially for like a debut album. What's gonna come next? I there there's somebody I'm absolutely gonna keep on my radar. 
And similar to what you were saying earlier, I get a lot of my band tips from you. I think you turned me on to Wednesday. I had not, I'd not really run into them outside of you mentioning them a couple times to me. And uh, if you're saying this band is not similar necessarily to Wednesday, but is, is along the same like shoegaze, but plus some other genre kind of fusion thing, I will, I will love to check this album out. Woo. 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 Let's go. All right. Is it, is it my turn first this week? I think we're. Yeah. I mean, I think you went first our, our listeners may recall that, yeah, last week I went first. I had a, a riff I was pretty happy about. Then, then you <laughs> went and uh, I kind of, I mean, I feel bad. I don't, I don't, I didn't dunk on it, but like, you know, I wasn't like glowingly positive. Yeah. Uh, but I've, I've, you know, it's, it's one of those things. Like I, I've been thinking about that all week and I hope that, you know, it hasn't affected our band relationship. No, if anything, I I have just started to discredit your opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, perfect. <laughs> perfect. I'm like, I'll just rally the tr- I'll rally the other guys, and we'll outvote you. It'll be not a problem. I I'm already politicking this thing. Wonderful. <laughs> we're I think we're gonna get dastardly, but I think that's just part of the uh, part of the appeal of the band. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're in a situation where what's gonna happen? It's it's a you know it's your comeback riff. Are you gonna, are you gonna slap me in the face with the, you know? I think it's a, I think there's a chance because I, I did kind of decide to just get technical with it. Ooh. Uh, so my respiration this week, uh, is from a band that we've talked about a little bit because they were on my top ten list last year, and I know we've both kind of been big fans of this band for a while, at least in some capacity. But I was really inspired this week by The World is a Beautiful Place and I am no longer afraid to die. Uh, not to jump right into the song, uh, but like, I think this album, Illusory Walls, they put out last year, they've always been kind of like a math rocky band with a lot of really cool guitar hooks and a, a lot of uh, great instrumentation, but they kind of just ratcheted it up and tightened it up and just went for it on this new album uh, that came out last year. and. I had decided, like, oh, I just, like, love the, the guitar sound that they, they achieve on this album. I think they, they really dial in, like, great, great sounds, and it's kind of almost got, like, a prog rock, prog metal kind of influence to it. And uh, I was like, I wonder if I can do that. <laughs> we'll see how I did it. This week, my respiration is died in the prison of the Holy Office. Of course, I had to pick a like six-minute-long song. <laughs> That's right. We we don't have those anno- other annoying guys that were like. Yeah, we got to pad the runtime. I don't know how that band remembers their own songs to play live. <laughs> <laughs> There's like 18 parts to that song, right? Like there are many like like concertos. Like they need like a uh like a conductor reading like the music <laughs> to keep them all like okay now this is the part where you, you, the drum beat changes to the you know oh, crazy and that's not even like on that album that's not even the craziest example of that like no <laughs> had like six songs in one but you know that's a 6 minute song they have a 20 minute song in the album <laughs> Yeah, and, and I think they lean into all those different, like, influences. Yeah, obviously you hear the prog rock in there. You hear the emo in there. You hear just, like, they're just shredding. It's so cool. I love that, man. Yeah. 
so many like parts that you you like like you want to i yeah that that album i remember when we talked about it like the first half of the album and that's part of like kind of the first half like it flows together so well and each song kind of serves like a purpose and then in the last half which is really just the last two songs it kind of even turns into this other like thing where it's like even more of like a symphony symphony within a album of uh change like a single song that spans like multiple parts uh yeah and i i think this album was recorded all remotely during quarantine another just insane fact about this band is they didn't even like go in the studio and do this traditionally they all were like recording all these pieces at home and mixing it and mastering it and stuff and god it just turned out so polished yeah another thought that i had listening to that was uh like that first like the two minute long like kind of intro part (laughs) i always like listening critically at like what the construct of that part um Mm -hmm. it's like a a vocal part that's like repeated with you know like building intensity and then there's like the instrumental part that repeats and builds intensity but they're both repetitive but yeah yeah things like that are challenging to write and especially in the kind of structure of how we do our like riff kind of trading because it's I feel bad about like, okay, here's like an instrumental, it's really repetitive, but like the idea is that there's a vocal component over it that makes it not as repetitive. Figure it out. I don't know, man. Yeah. But like (laughs) on its own, it feels like lame. And I feel like sometimes I throw away ideas that like are actually could be cool if like they had a equally compelling and, and evolving vocal part over it. But yeah, that gives me an evolving yeah. instrumentation around the guitar <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this was a, like, I've felt inspired by that, that, you know, you can do that and like, it can work. Yeah, no, totally. And I, what I did this week is I took a song actually that I had kind of laid down probably over a year ago, like just a guitar part. And I, I actually ended up throwing away that guitar part, but I took the chord progression that I was using on that. And just kept expanding, and then I was like, "Oh, you know what sound cool over that? Just shredding, yes. just like doing a little shredding. That would sound fun." Uh, but I, I had a few lyrics for this one, so I laid down a little vocal track. I think it's okay. Uh, but I, I think it, it's uh, it's definitely the inspiration is from a band that just does so many cool guitar parts that are so tight and integrated so well into a, a chord progression and a separate melody and this like guitar part. Uh, so I just try to go for it. Uh, let's see how it goes. <laughs> see how the bounce back is. Destiny. 
Wow. What what a what a comeback. <laughs> I'm glad you I'm glad you accepted this one. You're like, that's that one that one can stay. Got the comeback kid. <laughs> um <laughs> there's uh whatever. I was trying to think of like other cliches about how to say like that was such a dope riff. Um So what you're saying is it was you liked it. I, you were trying to come up with some sort of metaphor for you liking it. Yeah. I like like it was like a <laughs> simile that works really simile. well. That's how much what I like it. If it was a metaphor, it was <laughs> right. That's how it works. I, I wanna make I mean, I feel like you can make a whole song about making similes using of a simile. So you, you just like it the the concept of a simile is what you're comparing to. <laughs> I'll let you work on that one. You work on that lyric. It's it's it's, it's recursive simile. <laughs> no, uh, what? <laughs> that that was nerdy. That wasn't even like fun nerdy. I was just. <laughs> You're just disappointed in yeah. yourself. But what I'm not disappointed in is that rip. Oh, <laughs> holy shit! Bringing it on back. Da na 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 na. Like, uh, math rocky. I totally get the world is a beautiful place to die inspiration, but it's not a ripoff, which is the best possible hey, thing. I'll take that. Yeah. And, and I kind of felt, I almost like swapped respirations mm. later. You know, like this one, I went into it trying to make a world mm. is a beautiful place song, but what I felt like I made was actually closer to a fiddlehead mm. song. Another band that I really loved from last year's albums. Uh, but it, it kind of like spanned, I think, that kind of like math rock and kind of that more straightforward post-hardcore kind of sound. And I, I don't know, I'm really happy with where it, where it landed yeah. overall. The vocals also were great. I, I liked, I liked oh. the, the lyrics, the way the wordplay works, um, mm-hmm. and the melody. Like, Yeah, I was not in a great place when I wrote that, uh, if that's not... Uh... <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> I'm better now. It's fine. I thought you were talking. I thought you were. I thought you were just talking about the band, anxious. You like? Oh, the band anxious. <laughs> that's not what that was about. I do. I. I mean, maybe that's part of it too. Like super relatable. Like those. I mean, I like, especially when you're talking about a, the, that feeling like a raw like kind of emotion. Is anxiety an emotion? Mental state? I don't know how to say it. I don't it. know what it is, but it's not fun. Yeah. It's not but it's good. also relatable. Like it. And but the way it's hard to put it into words what that feels like. And yeah. the best way of doing that is reflecting that feeling through the lyric, but also the you know, vocal delivery, the the melody. And I think you captured it really well. Yeah, and I think like the original guitar part I came up with was just that like kind of chord, like discordant kind of G into an E minor at the very beginning before even like the drums come in. That's what I started with. And it felt very discordant. It felt very like nervous mm. almost. And that's when I, you know, that's kind of how I was feeling at the time when I started writing that. And so it it translated to the lyrics, what I thought I thought was kind of fun in that the music reflected a vibe that led to the lyrics. 
Yeah, I think you should stay anxious all the time if that's the kind of music I'll you're going to make. It, yes. Just kidding. Stop. <clears throat> I saw a New York Times article today that was like, what happened to all the artists that are addicted to drugs and have mental disorders? And it's like, <laughs> I mean, I would rather... <laughs> I'd rather stay pretty put together when I'm making music than, uh, you know, go completely off the rails every time I want to write a new song. But uh, that's just yeah. me, yeah. you know. Maybe if I got addicted to heroin, I'd be the, vel- you know, I'd be Lou Reed. But uh, yep. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that's how that'll work for me. <laughs> There's so much to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like I'm, I yeah. gotta move on from uh, this. I mean, if you want to make a hour-long album of just guitar feedback like i'm down (laughs) i feel like we got to get more of a following before we're able to pull that off i mean lou reed didn't even pull it off so (laughs) (laughs) but that's all right that was great that was great jake you tell lou reed i can't he's dead uh well, I'm excited about your respiration this week because we just brought him up last yeah. week. So we're calling so back. That, that that's actually part of the story. Um, you know, we. I love yeah. a narrative to go with my riff. <laughs> that's that's. It's like when you go to like a nice restaurant and they're like, <laughs> "So this fish came from, actually, like a glacial river Dude. in Alaska." <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sometimes I mean. I drink a lot of beers, craft beers, and sometimes you get that. You get like a whole freaking paragraph on the can. Like, we were inspired yeah. by the way that our kids' <laughs> hair glistened after the morning dew. And so we created this IPA with extra crispy hops to replicate that, you know. But then yeah. there's also probably my favorite brewery. They literally just use the exact same template cans. And they just like have a little laser printer that prints like the name of the beer on it, and it's different every time. <laughs> and, it, and that's all you get. You get no context. Easy. Um, no, you don't need anything more than that. This riff comes with context, and uh, mostly because it applies to our podcast, but also our friendship and like right. the way that it's I discover music. So you know, we're gonna talk about it. Um, Let's go. So yeah. You brought up drug church last week and I was like, oh, and I even like this week I was even thinking like, and I kind of sounded like an asshole because I was like, that's cool. <laughs> what, what would you say their genre is? What, what would be a good place to start with their music? Um, I thought it was good questions and it I, worked. Yeah. You asked those questions. I told you the answers and that inspired you to go listen to this it music. Did. So I think it, it worked. Yeah. And what I realized was, oh, yeah, I actually have heard this band before. I recognized a couple of their songs. I don't know exactly where I've heard them, but sure, um, they've come up before. But it made me realize, like, I never really paid attention to them until you explicitly were like, this is a band definitely worth checking out. And uh, that recommendation on its own is what led me to, like, giving them a critical listen and... I could not stop listening to them. Like they pretty much were the soundtrack of like my whole, like last week coming into this week. And, uh, yeah, that band, I don't think I said what it was. Drug church, drug church. church. Let's go to drug church. Um, yeah. And there's so much like, so the song that I realized that I'd heard, uh, from them was variations on a theme 
which came off of one of their like early EPs. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. And um then I also realized like they were on a podcast or on a uh, playlist that you curated. Um That's right. Do you want with our friend Andrew? Yeah, do you want to give a quick plug on that, by the way? Oh yeah, I'll give a quick plug on that. So our friend Andrew, I guess my friend Andrew and Jack's friend Andrew, Jared, you just met him today actually. Uh he's a graphic designer, he does great work. Uh maybe I should like oh let me let me shout out his Instagram because he does awesome stuff. Sextondesign.ai. That's his work. He's a great graphic designer, but he's been doing this fun uh playlist project. Uh you can check it out on his Instagram, but he's been collaborating with, you know, people who are, you know, interested in music, people who are writers and and then himself as a graphic artist, where he makes a playlist with like a little uh poem or a short story to go with it uh, and it's curated by different people and i did one of them and i uh put drug church on it because i was doing a bunch of fun hardcore post-hardcore emo kind of stuff uh so check that out if you uh yes good stuff. collab tracks so and he's gonna be doing some uh fun stuff for us so stay tuned <laughs> on some uh, graphic design for bad yeah. wallpaper well we'll tease it tease I mean, yeah, super stoked that we're going to finally have something better than that crappy icon. Stop attacking me. Just kidding. <laughs> it took me like 30 seconds. You you come up with something better. I like it. I, I like what we have right now. <laughs> uh, it's going to be better, I'm being, though. I'm, I'm being obnoxious. Uh, okay, back to the music. <laughs> <laughs> so, Drug Church. Loved it. Uh, spent a lot of time going. And what... I kind of realized like every one of their albums is kind of different in their own ways. The way I described uh, their latest album, Hygiene, <laughs> uh, it kind of was like what um, A Day to Remember, like which was kind of called like <laughs> mosh pop, mosh yeah. rock, uh, but like better. And I liked data remember when i was like you know 18 <laughs> but this is like data remember for 28 year olds or 30 year olds um but but they they i mean they they have kind of that that heavy backing with like gang vocals that was kind of yeah. how i would describe uh the album hygiene but then their album cheer from a couple years ago uh a little different and i mean that I, you know, there just were different parts of it. And I like, I loved all of it though. Like I kept listening over and over again and that's, it was so inspiring that I was like, you know, like there just are elements of this. I, I like was, they just kept getting like ingrained in my head of like, Oh, I want to do like a riff like this and like this and like this. And, <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, I pretty much sat down, uh, this week whenever I was recording my riff thinking of, uh, some elements of uh, a lot of their albums, but a lot of it came from this one song off of their 2018 album, Cheer, Unlicensed Hall Monitor. So let's uh, let's go ahead and cue that up now, Jimmy. Jimmy's our uh, music curator, by the way. Yeah, Jimmy's real. God, that was that was better than I could imagine. <laughs> That was perfect. Yeah, Jared sometimes puts on the music video, uh, and it's always a fun experience. I'm very visual, which is unfortunate for 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. Audio, video. <laughs> um, we need to start recording our like uh, recording podcast recording live. You know, once we get famous and like can have an editor, yeah, that's we'll right. Have a whole studio like recording. We'll do it on yeah, Twitch or something like stupid. The, yeah, it'll be like Joe Rogan. It'll be great. It'll, it'll be great when we're just like Joe Rogan. That's what we want everyone yeah. to know. So, Drug Church, we talked about them a lot last week. Maybe my favorite band right now. <laughs> I don't know. It's like sweet. I love it. When it, it takes somebody you care about who's meaningful to you, you respect their opinion to tell you <laughs> about an album. And that's what like makes it meaningful to you. And that just sparked like, yeah, here's what we need to do, Jake. We need to start an Instagram story challenge. Okay. And this is going to be the viral thing that is finally going to get our Instagram off the ground. It's going to be <laughs> share, share an album challenge. Hashtag bad wallpaper. All right, you can do that. <clears throat> I'm I'm too busy to do that. This it's, is your responsibility now. I don't know. I don't. I don't actually know how these things work. But like, supposedly <laughs> you can start a challenge, and then you're like, share it to like ten of your friends, and then they share it. This sounds like a chain email. Yeah, it is. But like, it's good. It's for the good of music because we're challenging okay. people to like, hey, break out of your bubble. Tell you your go. friends. About an Book album that they should listen to, like a new thing that they probably haven't heard, but it's like great to you. And how many people are going to discover Drug Church, you know, or yeah, the sure. the similar thing? So that's my uh, super inspirational, super probably not going to actually happen thought about all this. <laughs> um, okay, I I respect it. It's coming from a good place. All right, and now are you ready to hear a subpar riff? I'm ready to hear what Drug Church inspired.
That last oh, that movie was, was just for fun. <laughs> it was just for kicks. Well, and uh, what I liked about that was, yeah, I definitely get like the fuzzy, like rhythm section mixed with like kind of the cleaner, uh, almost like chorusy lead line over the top. It, I think yours like had another gear in there. You know, like I think when you talk about like drug church, they have like another gear, but without like mm-hmm. live drums and without kind of workshopping it a bit. It's hard to find that other gear, but I thought like the little like stutter step part was really cool. Like the vroom don't bow down out. I think that was like a cool mix up. Uh, but yeah, it felt kind of post punky as is, uh, which you know I think is cool. But like the drug churchiness of it is is there, and I think there's another gear to hit to like take it more in like a post hardcore direction instead of a post uh, punk. I I 100% agree. I wanted to yeah figure out how to how to get there i i had a couple ideas i mean honestly that's the best praise to me to hear is like oh sweet and then you can add this part and it, you know like that's what <laughs> yeah, i want yeah. and i i've been like <clears throat> honestly i feel like that's the whole point of like sharing a riff you know like i acknowledge like i don't want this to be a complete song like i it's yeah i yeah. want it to be like a start of something and uh so I love to hear that. That like, yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, this that that track it 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 kind of went on a path because, <laughs> so the drug church elements that um, the honestly like in uh unlicensed hall monitor, there's a part where it breaks and it's just the bass, and I was like, you know what, I want to do something like that. I haven't started a yeah. song where it's just bass, and then that I build off of that because usually I do like. A guitar part and then I just threw the bass on like under it to make it work so this song started as that bass riff and yeah um and yeah I like I added the rhythm guitars and I wasn't super happy with them uh and then I added the lead part and I wasn't super happy with that um and then I added chorus <laughs> and then because I was like well, Jerk Church uses like a chorusy thing and like the chorus like live it like made that work. And then I, I sent the like rhythm parts to the background a little more and mm, sure. And uh that kind of actually made me happier with like the tone and how the whole thing worked. Um yeah, and like I wanted that other gear, and that honestly, that like the solo part of the end was like an attempt to get there. But it was also just kind of fun. But uh, <laughs> and then the other, the only other interesting note is that uh, so my wah pedal actually was broken. I was like, oh, I'm oh. Gonna, like that'll like make this like noodling like a little more interesting. But my yeah. wah pedal was broken, so I had to like fake it in Ableton. Oh no! And uh, yeah, I mean, it's interesting what you can do, like a little, uh, a little automation recording. So you just, you know, like <laughs> slap that filter on there and then record how you like are wiggling with your mouse, you know, like <laughs> the, <laughs> to emulate the, like <laughs> emulate the wiggling of your foot. Yeah. So, uh, that was fun. It, oh, I didn't, I, <laughs> that's funny. Cause like, I thought the wall was a fun choice, but yeah, it kind of like sounded disjointed when you went to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> And that I uh, that makes a lot of sense yeah. now. Yeah, I I Gotta mean get that thing fixed, buddy. I I can't remember. Did I talk about it on the podcast already? But uh, I bought it the while in Portland, and 
the only thing I asked the guy was like, I was just like, this works, right? And he was like, yeah, no, totally. Like, it was brought in by the guitarist of Mud Honey. Like, it totally uh, see, works. That should have been a red flag. Yeah. So I now have broken band memorabilia for Mud Honey, apparently. But uh, <laughs> that's how it goes. Um, it's good to know. You have a, a pre worn Mud Honey pedal. Right. I think it's funny to be like, yeah, no, totally, dude. The the guy from Mud Honey brought it in. That's how you know it's <laughs> legit. It's like, yeah, that doesn't really answer my question Does if it not. works or not. Nope. It was a cool guitar store though, so I still Fair recommend enough. it. Strum, FX, Strum GX. I don't remember. Well, Strum, will, something like that. People will certainly find it uh, with yeah. that advice. Yeah, and if you use. Code bad wallpaper, you'll get a discount. Free shipping, and <laughs> that's what that's what we need. Orders we need to start getting people to go to random stores and be like, "Uh, bad wallpaper sent me here," and they're like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, this has all been a ploy to get free gear. So let's let's get to that level, whatever it takes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I think you win this week, Jake. Going back Good. to our, our original plan of how we were going to do head to head, which riff wins? Head to head. No, I I was happy with mine this week, and yeah, I think yours has a lot of fun stuff in there. But uh, yeah, that that other gear is still in there, and now whether how we weigh that, like when we actually go vote, will be interesting. Like, do we yeah. do we weigh it on the uh, the promise of the riff or uh, the the realization of the riff? And speaking of voting. It's that time of the month. Yeah, that's next episode. <laughs> I, I think I added under the last episode, like, you can vote for which riff is your favorite. And I'm going to guess, like, no one votes. So oh. uh, that's just America, you know. No one here can be bothered to vote. That's really it's what's true. wrong with our country. It's true. We got to get we got to get out the vote. Vote or die. Democracy is a chore. You have to do it. Yeah, that's true. I don't even get a day off work. This is stupid. It's annoying. Well, we listened to some jams. We we listened to some riffs. Yeah. And hey, I'll I'll keep posting those uh, polls. People, go vote. What's your favorite riff of the week? I'm I'm excited to see if anybody uh has strong feelings and if they uh converge with ours or or diverge. Uh, so yeah, uh, thanks for tuning in for another week. Bad wallpaper, bad wrists. Uh, it's another Jared and Jake episode, but we kept it tight. Only a little guitar talk. Like we <laughs> maybe only ten of the four of the fifty minutes where we're just about guitar talk. <laughs> That's a pretty good ratio for us. 